launched his agency many, many years ago. In 2009, he was playing with kind of a different model, kind of based solely on a cut. And now today, uh, they're doing, uh, they work with about a thousand agencies, or sorry, a thousand uh, companies that are putting ad spend through his system called Widespace. Those are the Procter and Gamble's of the world. He's working with over 500 publications. And the way they make money is they take a percentage kind of of this cut, both on the supply side uh, and the demand side. So they did about uh, $36 million processed in 2016, of which 17 million was gross profit. 130 people looking to continue to grow. They raised 30 million bucks in VC. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This is episode 788. Coming up tomorrow morning, I talk to Sharat Google bought their beacons to distribute free Wi-Fi in India. His company is called Mobstack. So how to get a deal with Google? Tune in to find out. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Patrick Figerland. He is, uh, and he really loves, uh, if you can do that, the mobile internet, right? He has been working with and using the mobile internet since the end of the 90s. He's an engineer by trainer uh, by training and now is a CEO and founder of a company called Widespace, a mobile ad tech company. Outside of work, he loves spending time with his four kids and his wife, along with many, many athletic activities and sports. Patrick, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, for sure. So I love this. Right, we're doing a podcast interview. You're pulled over on the side of the road in your car doing it. So tell us what Widespace does. How do you make money? Yeah, so Widespace is a mobile advertising company. So we started out as uh, 2007. Uh, basically, we thought it was a fantastic media channel uh, to, and, and help companies to get into it. So we built our own technology. Uh, turned out initially that nobody wanted to buy technology at that time. So we started to sell, uh, started to sell media fueled by our technology instead, and we did that for many years. And for the last couple of years, what do you years, mean by that, Patrick? Uh, selling media fueled by your technology? Yeah. So basically, selling selling media on. I don't know if you know what CPM is, but basically, basically for charging for for impressions. How much per uh, thousand impressions? Yeah, so roughly in the area of $10. Okay. Uh, but then if you, if you have more advanced stuff, it, it's going to be above that. It could be, be below that as well. And when this was your business model, what year was it? So this was 2009. We started okay. with that. Uh, first couple of years, we tried to sell the technology, but in the media industry at that time, nobody wanted really to be seen in the mobile and nobody wanted to buy technology. Yep. Uh, so, so in before you continue, because I think you're going to tell us an evolution of your business model. But in 2009, how much total ad volume were you processing, and what revenue were you taking from that based off the $10 CPM you charged? 
at that time we were in the area of uh, I think it was two two million dollars roughly of ad spend placed or that was your cut no that was that was that was our that was the, the spend and then uh, our cut was roughly well, it was basically an ad network so at that time it was 40 percent 40 percent yeah okay so call it, we'll call it you know 800 grand something like that and yeah, what, what was your team size at that point uh 2009 we were in the area of we were few we were yeah below 10 people okay and then so fast forward today how'd that evolve so today we're in the area of above uh, 30 million dollars or close to 40 million dollars uh, 130 people and uh, we're moving into selling technology uh, at a rapid pace we're basically we don't touch really the media spend at all but basically extend our our tools and uh, technology uh, for both supply and demand basically so just to be clear uh, you you don't take 40 percent of the 40 million in ad spend going through your system no, I mean, we still have the old model in there, but uh, that one is phased out. But uh, where we focus our effort is all about selling the technology. And, and obviously, selling technology, we basically have 100% cut. Yep, yep. So, I mean, with technology, I mean, is this, has this now changed from kind of a, a media kind of transaction fee cut kind of model to a SaaS model where you're selling ad tech? Yes, it's very close to a SaaS, but uh, you you don't really have the subscription in the, in the media media industry. It's still sort of based on how much uh, usage you have. Uh, in the end of the day, going to be volume. So the more volume you push through the system, the the more we will make basically. Interesting. Okay. So how many uh, how many customers do you have pushing? I'm making this up. Pushing at least a thousand bucks a year through the system thousand bucks a year uh yeah it's it's above yeah it's close to a thousand okay so these are i mean are there any you can name so we can put a face to it i mean are these big like procter and gamble kind of companies or smaller guys yeah so i think of the top 50 top 50 global advertisers we we service 75 percent of them and then Typically, when you go with, with when you're working with really big advertisers, uh, you always have media agencies involved, and then we're working with all the sort of umbrella agency companies of the world. Uh, we have WPP, you have a Publicity Group. Um, These are all customers of yours. Ages. Yeah. Got it. Are. Okay, so okay, that makes sense. And then what? Give us a sense of what the technology does, right? So they obviously are loving it. You have total validation. They're putting a lot of money through it, forty million a year across these thousand different people, uh, whether it's Procter and Gamble or the media agencies or the umbrella agencies. Uh, what are they paying for? What's the tech do? Yeah, so the tech is pretty much a full stack offering. Uh, and at, at the core of this, which we've been working on for a long time, is an algorithm, basically. And that algorithm is, is based on interest. And it's, it's machine learning. I know that's a buzzword, but we've been doing that for like uh, five years. And we basically train it every day. And if we go up against any sort of legacy technology when it comes to agency or uh, ad tech, we pretty much outperform them every time when it comes to mobile because mm -hmm. we just focus on mobile. We, so we don't we don't really have a need for cookies, uh, and and it's all based on interest rather than clicks or, or uh, other. Uh, sort of uh, simple metrics. And then give me a sense of, let's say I was one of your customers and I was putting a hundred grand per year through your platform. What would I pay for access to your technology for that kind of spend? Uh, so if you're a customer, you typically pay 50% of that spend uh, to make use of, make use of the technology. If you go 
then it, of course it's a volume game. The more you pay, uh, the less the less we we charge basically. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to give an ex a big example. Let's say I put twenty million dollars through your system. Does it go down to zero at any point, or is there a bottom, a floor? No, nah, it's going to be a bottom because we. I mean, obviously we're going to have a, a transaction fee. Yep. Uh, we make use of AWS so we can scale it as fast as we want, but they're going to charge us uh, uh, quite a bit as well. So it will never go down to zero. What's your uh, floor, like 10%, 20%? Uh, floor, floor in that sense, if you massive amounts of volume will be above five, but below ten. Okay, got it. So, so, okay, so between and do you have do you have any customers spending enough to be in that range or no, not yet? You're still scaling there. No, not not yet. No. Okay, got it. So, is it? I mean, is it fair to say if you're doing about forty million bucks in ad spend and everyone is paying, call it more than ten percent of that spend? I mean, you guys are doing more than four million bucks a year in revenue. Uh, oh yeah, a yeah. lot more. Okay, yeah. so wh where's my math? So it's a lot more. So my math so, is wrong. So the, uh, I mean, if you look at that that model, the the pure tech model, we actually have. I mean, we since we are full stack, we all, we both service demand and supply. Uh -huh. So we have a cut on the demand side, which which we just talked about, and then there will be a supply cut as well in order to service the supply. On top of that, what's we the supply? Give me give me a real example of that. So na name a supplier. Yeah, so it could be Hearst Group. Okay, uh, or People Magazine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the top ad, top publishers of the world, basically. And it might be the traditional publishers. It might be a big app coming up as well. Okay, and I mean, are you taking similar cuts on that side as you are on the other side, somewhere around 10, 15, 20%, depending on volume? Yeah, Okay. basically. Got and it. then on top of this, we have an opportunity to charge for specific basic data components. It could be the, that we, we charge specifically for an extended version of the, of the algorithm. Uh, it could be for a specific format that we produced. Uh, so that goes into that calculation as well. Okay, so I mean, are you comfortable sharing? What, what was your revenue last year? Did you break 8 million? Yeah, so lo last year I think we did uh, we didn't do 40. We did uh, just shy of that. So it was like 36, 37 million million uh, dollars. That was dollars processed, so like an ad spend, right? What was your actual like? Take me down to like gross margin, because your biggest cost of goods sold is obviously the. Oh, yeah. So so then then obviously we mix the old model and the new model, and and we're trying to move over as fast as we can, but. Uh, so that means that you will have a mix of 100% margin, a mix of uh, yeah, in the area of 40%, and now we're uh, in just just above 50%. So half of that roughly is, is our money. So you so call it 17 million bucks in, in, in gross profit in 2016. Yeah, something like that. that. Interesting. And have you decided to totally bootstrap this? Uh, what do you mean? Like, have you have you raised capital to fund the growth of the company, or have you bootstrapped it? No, no. We, I mean, we, we, yeah, we we've been bootstra bootstrapped initially, but we have been funding it as well. We're 130 people, as I said, and it's difficult to scale that. So we pulled in in the area of 25, 30, yeah, in the yeah, close to 30 million dollars, I think. You've raised 30 million dollars. Yeah. And how did you decide like who to raise from? Are these like WPP, like big media companies, or are they non-strategics? No, it's non-strategics, and uh, we over the years we had sort of propositions from strategics, but we actually turned them down. Uh, so this is more VC, a VC, VC fund, and uh, uh, because it's as soon as you move in that direction, a strategic play, it might be that you can't work with an, with other strategics, and, mm -hmm. and therefore we just 
kept off that track. Interesting. So uh, going back to kind of uh, supply demand, you said you work with about a thousand people pushing money through your company, the Procter and Gamble, the umbrella media agencies. What about on the other side? How many, how many suppliers are you working with publications? In the area of 500, maybe. Okay. So, okay. So, about 500. So, yeah. So the, I think the big difference from us compared to a lot of others is that we, we keep control of the supply. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have deeper integrations. So we can actually control uh, what, what, where we service ads. And there's very lit, little fraud, which, which you will see. And uh, I mean, we actually have a fraud guarantee. Mm -hmm. So fraud, you will see a lot in the ad, ad tech business. We have zero. Uh, we do a lot of viewability where we can we, we can we can basically have a service 100% viewability, and that is sort of not very often you see that in the industry either. Is the so reason that's, that's that a, a, a magazine like People, I'm making this a People magazine, they'll guarantee supply to you because they know they make more money from you than than their Google integration or or any other partners they have. Is that why you can lock down that supply? I think it was more of that a uh, few years ago, uh, where we actually had a lot. We 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 were the only ones uh, servicing a lot of publishers. But today it's a lot more open. So you will be basically either you do header bidding where everybody bid for a certain inventory, or you have the old model, which is a waterfall where we might come in with a really high CPM prices, and then we will be very high up in the waterfall. Uh, so it's lot the the industry is a lot more open than uh, a few years ago. So you don't really have that many uh, uh, super exclusivity. I mean, they publishers want to make money for sure. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot. Spot, and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal, and I want to show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. Yep. All right, Patrick, good stuff here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, with your favorite business book. I don't really read business books. I, I think they're quite boring. Uh, so I read a lot of articles. So if I do something, I do Business Insider, I can mention. Okay, number uh, two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I think Elon Musk is a, is a great example. Uh, I really look up to him. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? I do, I do Slack a lot. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, I sort of went into uh, Plotly, uh, basically having yeah really nice graphs with some of the stuff I do. Plotly, yeah. Plot Interesting. Lee. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, typically six hours. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? 
Now I'm married, four kids. Four. <laughs> Holy mackerel. How young yeah. is the youngest? Uh, so the youngest is six months. Oh my the oldest, gosh! Oldest nine years. So I have a lot of lot of yeah. So I pretty much do my work, uh, go home, uh, be with the family, and do a little bit of my sports as much as I can do. What's your favorite sport? Uh, tennis. Tennis. We'll have to yeah. play. Are, do you play in, in the USTA at all, or or your version of that? Yeah, I've been I've been competing. I still compete when I get the time. So That's I very play cool. With the, in the nationals for veterans here. That's great. Where are you based? Sweden. Sweden. Well, if, if yeah. I ever make it to Sweden, I challenge you. We'll have to get on the court and hit, hit the ball around oh, a little yeah, bit. Definitely. <laughs> you definitely. take it easy on me, yeah. all right? All right. Yeah. How old are you, Patrick? I'm uh, 48. All right. Last question. Take us back 28 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I think I would reinforce uh, to myself, be what you want to be. Uh, I mean, if you if you put a goal up, you will be able to achieve it if you, if you really put a lot of energy into it. There you guys have it from Patrick, founder of WideSpace. Put up that big goal. You'll be able to achieve it if you put your mind to it. They've uh, He's launched his agency many, many years ago. In 2009, he was playing with kind of a different model, kind of based solely on a cut. Now today, uh, they're doing, uh, they work with about a thousand agents, or sorry, a thousand uh, companies that are putting ad spend through his system called WideSpace. Those are the Procter & Gamble's of the world. He's working with over 500 publications. And the way they make money is they take a percentage kind of of this cut, both on the supply side side uh, and the demand side so they did about uh, 36 million dollars processed in 2016 of which 17 million was gross profit 130 people looking to continue to grow they raised 30 million bucks in vc patrick thank you for taking us to the top thank you very much if you enjoyed patrick today go back and listen to Ayal yesterday he launched the world's number one ico initial coin offering with his company bancor network they raised 163 million bucks. So how do you do it? And can you get rich off crypto and Bitcoin and Ethereum? 